Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes, completely eradicating, not just reducing, completely eradicating. I believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for Mondays, not Fridays and get to do their most meaningful work. The aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content, but instead shift the context under which you operate. This podcast is titled Choosing Leadership because that is what leadership is, a choice. In each episode, I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices, which are not always easy and comfortable, but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves, and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action, as those were the moments when you chose leadership. At the end, I will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Gaurav is the co-founder and CEO of Job and a senior entrepreneur who has started multiple companies over the last 20 years. In this interview, Gaurav shared how entrepreneurship is in his roots and how that has always meant he is comfortable taking risks. We also spoke about the importance of OKRs, the role of intuition in his decision-making and the importance of being present and keeping the balance between work and family. Hi Gaurav and welcome to the Choosing Leadership Podcast. Hi Sumit, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's a pleasure to have you here with us today. Uh, yeah, for our listeners. I'm saying pleasure in and thanks, yeah. thanks for this invitation. Thanks for this opportunity. Absolutely. For our listeners, can you start by sharing a bit of who you are and what do you do? Sure, Sumit. Um, so I'm Gaurav Sabarwal. I am based out of New Delhi, India. Oh. I happen to travel quite a bit between India and the U.S., and that is what has been done for the last two decades. My background uh, has been really, I'll just start with my career background. I've been an entrepreneur now for almost two decades. Been into tech for 15 years, founded and scaled uh, three previous, three services company previously. And now at this point, trying to scale a product company, we are in the space of business performance enablement, strategy execution through OKRs. Uh, the company is called jo Joy of Performing. Um, the parent company is based out of the US. We have a subsidiary in India. However, we serve customers globally. It's a SaaS platform and we serve customers globally. Um, I think while this introduction is about me, we'll talk about maybe job a little later. I'm married, uh, got two kids, two boys, six and eight. So love spending time with them. And this is a great time to spend with the family. So yeah. That's a little about me. Thank you. Thank you, Gaurav. So the joy of performance and the joy of life as well. Yes. Yes. I think, you know, the trick is to balance the both your work and uh, personal life. And if you can do that, then I think yeah. one of the way to measure success for your life as well. 
Yeah. Can you share a bit of your backstory, right? You said two decades into entrepreneurship. Can you share what were those uh, like key moments that inspired you to do so? Yeah, I'll go back to 2002. And I graduated from high school year 2000, went to the U.S. for my higher ed. I'm a finance background, so went to New York um, to Stone School of uh, for finance. And uh, while I was there for two years, a lot of my friends were doing jobs at dormitories. I mean, those, their specific hours that you can do job while you're a student. Um, and my father was already in the business of women apparel. We used to manufacture and export women apparel from India to the U.S. at that point. So, so I said, rather than spending hours, you know, doing those kind of jobs, can I help my father's business and expand that? Be in the market where the business was. So, so I took that call and started doing that, started meeting some of the prospective customers, etc., and uh, I mean, I think luck was on my side and we grew the business about uh, 400% in the next four, eight, four years, right? So initially, it gave me a lot of confidence that uh, how to do business globally and kind of penetrate the market. If you have the right product, uh, it's not rocket science, but you've got to strategically think about what the market is and how do you go ahead and take that piece of the buy, right? 2008 is when I started my journey with, as I said, it's been almost 15 years now. And then the first business that, which I did was in the services domain of technology and digital marketing, uh, which actually still exists. And my business partner and founder, co-founder kind of takes care of it. And we've built more than 100 products, mostly for startups, scale-ups, all across the globe. But I would say about 80% from the US, right? And then taking those startup scale-ups to the market through digital marketing. Um, and then got into staffing or recruitment process also saying, um, again, for the U.S. markets and then North America. Then got into medical billing. Also, as an angel, invested in a few startups during that course of time. But uh, then came a point where I was really passionate about solving business problems and and you see that there is a time when you are hustling a lot, your teams are hustling a lot, but not really able to move forward and not able to break the glass ceiling, if I say so. And uh, that is when I was introduced to the philosophy of OKR, objective key results, and how it kind of helps align the organization, make sure that people are not working in silos, uh, focusing or prioritizing on things that really matter. And theoretically love that concept. I introduced that to some of our businesses and we saw some great results. And, and that is the time the founding team came together of Job and said that, why don't we take it to the market? Uh, the problem exists. It's a big problem to solve. There is a huge organization waste that happens. And, and if you are able to make um, technology around it and make it tangible and scalable in the organization or companies, uh, there is a lot of value that can be created. And thus, uh, we started job back in August 2020. So it's been a little over two years. Um, and yeah, very excited, very passionate and uh, trying to trying to move things ahead here. Yeah, thank you. So we can say that entrepreneurship is in your roots, right? Yeah, I don't know who chose who. Uh, uh -huh. Maybe I chose entrepreneurship or that chose me. But yeah, we are yeah. here together for the last 20 years. Yeah. So can you share even, right, even as a child, maybe seeing your father running a business, 
What have you learned and how has that shaped your view on business and leadership? Uh, and which continues to till, till date? Yeah, I mean, great question, Sumedha, I must say. And that takes me back about uh, 30, 35 years in my life, right? So growing up, I always saw my father, my uncles talking about business on dinner table, right? And I think somewhere that led a huge impact on me of how I looked at life and I looked at business. And it was pretty natural for me or normal for me um, to take risks, to be passionate about things and kind of take it forward and, and not be worried too much on the challenges that come your way, right? Because uh, it's not bed of roses and there are challenges every step you take in entrepreneurship. But I think if you have the courage to keep on moving ahead, uh, as I say, it's like driving a car, right? At night, you have your headlights on. You can only see so much. But when you travel that road, the headlights make you see more six feet. But if that's the leap of faith you got to take and, uh, and keep on going. Thank you. Thank you for adding that. Can you also share a bit more about uh, like what continues to have you wake up every day after 20 years of doing this? And what is your vision for the future? Yeah, um, I think uh, right now what makes me wake up every day is I've taken up this vision of job and helping businesses all across the globe uh, in order for them to achieve the best they can in, with their teams and with their business. And I think it's a big goal. Um, and I feel very strongly for it and I'm very passionately in this. So every day when I wake up, uh, there is a thought of how do I make this better? How do I make this better for my team internally at job and for the customers we serve and uh, for the ecosystem that we're going to be a player in and hopefully a large player uh, in the future. So that keeps me going. What was the second part of your question? Your vision for the future. Okay. So yeah, the vision of the future is that uh, we want to be the top three players in the space of performance enablement and performance execution um, and uh, keep on evolving the product, evolving the business, evolving our strategy to help on uh, the businesses that we serve. So that is what we are looking at. I think that sometimes... Uh, being a unicorn or being a billion dollar business or being highly successful can be overrated. I think that is the outcome of what you are doing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, creating a valuable company is something that we are really excited about. And can you share a bit more about uh, the value, right? How will the world be different because you are in the top three or because whatever outcome it produces? Yeah, so I think the way you look, at least the way I look at value is, and that's also a moving target, right? But today, the value is that the persona of companies that we are serving, and the right now, the companies that we are serving are mostly small, medium businesses, right? So understanding that what are the real problems that they face on a day-to-day -day basis, right? On a 30,000 feet strategy level, to on the ground when somebody is executing on that strategy. And how do we make that journey better? What are the steps we are taking in our business, whether it's our product, whether it's our messaging, um, whether it's the outcome that we derive from our own business for our customers. So how do we make that better every single day and keep learning from our customers? I think 
one of the things that I realized very early on is you can't do business in isolation. Uh, no matter how intellect you think you are, but customer is still the king. They will tell you what their pain points are. So as long as you keep that ears open and you create that culture in the organization um, that the customers are respected, their pain points are respected, and then you bring about your way to solve that problem and that might not be always right. You will falter. You will uh, think of a solution that you think will work very well and it may or may not. But then you need to be open enough that if that doesn't work, you take one step back with your team, accept it with humility and then make it better as well and not just stop, stick to your guns. So I think yeah. um, that's how you look at customer first and their pain point first and keep on adding value to them and thus create value for your business. Thank you. Thank you for adding that. I think entrepreneurship is all about like dealing with these ups and downs and without being too rigid, as you said, it's like a dance. Uh, yeah. So having said that, right, what are some of the challenges that lie ahead for you? Maybe like for your organization, but also for you personally, let's say in the next three years? Um, sure. So, so I think on an organization level, um, our biggest challenge would be that how do we really emerge as a mature player in this space, right? This is not the space that we are creating. There are already certain mature players all, already kind of in the system. So how do we differentiate ourselves and tell our story that there are enough people to see value in that story and see value in what we are bringing on the table? So I think that's uh, that's the challenge we want to solve for our job. As far as uh, I'm concerned, I think in the last 20 years, I've seen enough challenges. So I don't know what will come my way, but... Whatever it is, I'm quite positive that we will come through it one way or another. But yes, I'm looking forward to spending a lot of time with my kids and enjoying uh, their growing up ages as well, right? Because in a, as an entrepreneur, sometimes you get so absorbed with the passion of your business that you tend to, if not even ignore, you tend to miss on things mm. which are beautiful and which will not come back in your life again. So I think just reminding yourself that while you can be passionate about your business and what you're trying to do at your work, but um, other things which are equally, if not more or less important that one has to give importance and take care of. So I think that's a challenge, right? To take, to balance that personal and professional life. Thank you for adding that uh, personal side, right? Because it is so critical and so easy to ignore. And as you said, right, it's not often about time. It's also about being present, right? So if you are with your kids, but you're still occupied in your mind about a business problem, children can actually feel that. They can sense that. And that quality of time is much more important than just the number of minutes and number of hours. So I totally love that balance element of what you shared. Well, let me just add here, uh, when you say that, it also makes me reflect and go back and see if I'm doing that or not. So we are not perfect. I'm not perfect, but... I think it's important to keep that at the back of your mind so that you keep on reflecting on it and making yourself better. Yeah, thank you. So uh, given the challenges that you shared and the vision that you have, if you would have a magic wand, right? What would you create for your business or for your leadership? Yeah, that's a tough one. So because we know we don't have it, right? But uh, but if I had it, uh, I think I would focus on my team to build a, to build a, a very 
intrinsic culture the teams are given the freedom and the accountability for them to really take the business forward there is only so much that a ceo or a leader can do by themselves right at the end of the day they need the second set of leadership or the second set of management to take that vision ahead and uh, it's easier said than done like we founded the business so this is our baby and we are attached to it in many ways but somebody who comes from outside them to be attached to the company the same way that you are and take it ahead with the same passion it is not easy you can read as many books but nobody has uh, nobody has a correct answer to that and that is something that you got to figure out uh, one way or another and you're dealing with humans um one size cannot fit all so you really got to spend the time to understand each human and understand that team member and what excites them so getting that leadership aligned and be passionate about taking that business forward would be uh, would be what i would do i'm able to do that then i know the business can be taken care of so again it's the outcome to the actions that we do thank you i think that's lovely and i hear this from so many entrepreneurs that you know, like when you start to grow how can i have the next level of leader show up with the same level of uh, commitment and uh, you also said it very nicely that right with human beings there is no one size fits all right there is not a strategy which you can learn from your ceo friend or like from a harvard professor and then apply it and expect it to work for everybody so there is uh, a lot of that uh, adaptation which is required at the same time i would like to add from my experience that maybe nobody can be as attached to your business as you are because it is indeed your baby but then for their own individual roles people can be committed people can take ownership and that's a skill that's an act which uh, which can be developed and nurtured over time yeah so agree 100% 100% and i'd like to add one more point that while of course uh, you got to take that journey yourself and figure it out but your mentors and your advisors can play a huge role and that can be any anyone you know they don't need to be formally on your board for you to respect what they have to say um it could be anyone who you who you know is well meaning and has the wisdom to kind of guide you through and i've done that all my life all my business life where at every stage i've gone with my set of problems to people that i trust and i've always gotten some nugget or another uh, which has helped me in that journey so absolutely there are people that can help as well absolutely got okay. right so while there might not be one size fits all solution there are absolutely principles like just like principles of physics there are principles of human behavior which you can learn and then adapt and then having somebody who can challenge you who can show you something because they have gone through that in the, at the right, right time nothing could be more valuable than absolutely yes can you share a little bit more about yourself is there something which uh, most people that you work with are not aware about you well i'm not sure we'll have to ask them right but i think uh, from my perspective at this point i can say that i also keep evolving uh, like how i see myself maybe two decades back when i was starting my career versus be a decade back uh, maybe even five years back and where i am today i see 
that a person also evolves as the kind of challenges and the situation evolves for them, right? So we keep on learning as well. One thing I like to do is, in my own language, I like to have personal OKRs as well. So while there are business OKRs, but I tend to have my own personal objectives that I want to have. And that could be for my personal family or the way I am uh, in my business or the kind of leader I am. And what are my KRs for that? Um, how do I make it tangible with specific X to Y KR? And then what are those uh, strategic actions that I'm taking to make myself better? Because again, if you just have those objectives and key results, and if you're not um, identifying the actions or taking those actions, it becomes a wish list, which may or may not come through, right? Mm -hmm. So, so for your own self, you've got a, the approach which happens in your own business. And from time to time, take stock of things, do a check-in uh, with your own self and see where is it that the needle is moving and where is it that the needle isn't moving. And then kind of course correct and keep on doing things. So yeah, I mean, I know you asked a very different question, but uh, the way I look at it is that you know, it keeps on evolving and Gaurav as a person is also evolving. And while I have personal OKRs, which I may or may not want to share at this time, but that is something that I do look at very closely and monitor and work on. Yeah. And to dig a little bit deeper in that <laughs> evolution, right? In your evolution as a person, as a leader, can you share one or two of the choices that you had to make, which were difficult choices at that point of time? And then... What have you learned from them? Yeah, I need to think about that, right? Yeah, I think the first choice uh, when I graduated from Stern, the first choice was what is the direction to take? Because a lot of my peers, a lot of my friends at that point decided that they wanted to go into professional services or professional careers. Um, you know, a lot of them join hands with investment banking or consulting and I think that was the first decision to take, right? Of why choose entrepreneurship or why choose something to do by your own self? Um, and why not be a part of the ecosystem of, of a professional career? And I think at retrospect, I would, if I go back even today, I would make the same choice. Yes, it is difficult. Yes, it is. It has its own pain point. But it also comes with a lot of fulfillment. Uh, because there is always a challenge that you're trying to solve in order to make yourself, your teams and your business better, which may or may not be the case if you are if you are in a career which where you are tackling one problem every day and a big piece of that maybe. So um, so that and also it gives you a lot of freedom in terms of your thinking, in terms of your time in terms of how you want to work, where you want to work from, how do you want to look at your life. So it gives you immense freedom. So, so people who are uh, starting off or in that journey, uh, I would like them to kind of reflect and see if that freedom is important for them or not. It was important for me and thus I choose what I choose. So I think that is one of the things. I'll take a vault and maybe uh, point out yeah. the second if you want to add something to it. Yeah, but I want to continue down that line. I think it's clearly impacted your rest of your life after that choice, right? And as you said, right, it makes you grow up. It makes you make, take responsibility 
being responsible for your choices, which includes the highlights as well as the lowlights, right? And I talk to a lot of people uh, and many people have this as a dream, right? I want to start a company or I want to do this. What advice would you give to somebody who has been in a, like a traditional professional career, but they have always had that dream of entrepreneurship? Uh, from your 20 years of experience, what would you say to somebody like that? Yeah, and I think it, it really depends on what stage of life you're in, right? When I was 20, if I go my, take myself 20 years back, um, I had less responsibility than what I had what I have today. I was not married. I didn't have kids. I could take a lot more risk at that point. If I was to take that decision in my 30s, I would look at it very differently versus today where I'm 40. And if I had to take the decision today, um, I think the only way one can, one can be a little more free to take that decision later in life, if they are financially stable and they have taken care of things that they need to take care of and they don't have, they have the freedom, financial freedom for them to take that decision, right? Because one thing I can tell you that entrepreneurship does come with its own sheer risk uh, involved. And of course, there is very high return when there are risks involved, but you need to that risk in one way or another, right? And one one can only look at their own personal situation and take a call on that. If you've done that, um, then it's taking that leap of faith. I think being over analytical doesn't help. There is always a reason not to do things, but you've got to figure out what is your reason to go ahead and do it. And if your reason of going ahead and do it is stronger um, then any other reason, then just take that leap of faith and start that journey. And that one thing will lead to another. Thank you. Thank you. I love that because you mentioned about being pragmatic, being prepared, depending on where you are in your life to take care of that. But once you take care of that, it's not about reasoning. It's a leap of faith, right? It's about listening to your heart, listening to your gut. And with that, I want to ask you, right? What role does intuition play in your leadership, in your decision-making? Well, I think a big one. I'm absolutely a very intuitive guy when it takes to decision-making. Of course, I've learned to look at a lot of data uh, because I think data is important for you to take calculated risks. And every decision we take, at least the big ones, stakes are involved. So you want to make sure that you mitigate as much risk as possible and that you can take care of only when you have the information uh, with data and you can take a, a visible call for that. But once you have that data, there is still intuition which is involved and you still have to go with your gut and take that decision and go with it. So that's where I am. Thank you. Thank you for adding that. And before we wrap this up, right, you were talking of a second choice. Do you want to add on to that? Yeah, I think the second choice always is that when, and that is very personal. I think it is not a generic thing. Uh, it is very personal. The reason I've been into multiple businesses is I want to be very sure that wherever I am, um, you know, I am adding the most value to it. And if I see that there is not much for me to do in that, and there is something which I want to take as the next challenge, I go for it. Um, it is sometimes hard, sometimes difficult to take that choice, but there is something in me which keeps me very curious and I don't lack curiosity for any fear. 
And then it, that has led me to do what I've done so far. And hopefully um, the ears that come at me in the future do not kill that curiosity. I'm just hoping for that. And don't make me fearful not to take the chances that I might take in future. Thank you. Thank you, Gaurav. I think curiosity is one of, uh, one of the most powerful mindsets to take towards leadership because at any stage we can get comfortable in our comfort zone. But what you are sharing is that like you, you are curious, then you are also, you have a vision, right? So you just see the next thing and then you have the courage to actually take action, right? So it's sound, it might sound simple, but it's not so trivial and it gives you that meaning, that fulfillment that we were just talking about. Um, and one of the reasons, right, of starting this podcast is to celebrate leaders for the choices they make, which are not always easy, but which has a huge impact on their lives, but also then everybody else, they impact through their business, their customers, their employees, and so on. So, right. So I want to celebrate you from for what you just shared. I think those series of choices that you have made and that you will make in the future, I mean, the kind of lives it is impacting and will continue to impact is unimaginable. Uh, so I want to applaud you for that. No, thank you. Thank you, Sumit. I think I'm sure, you know, it's not just me, but there are many courageous uh, leaders out there and we all get inspiration from hearing their stories. So hopefully I keep on getting inspired um, and hopefully be an inspiration for some as well. But thank you. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. Yeah. So for anybody who is listening, right, who who is inspired, and who wants to reach out or find out what are you up to? What is the best way for them to do so? Yeah, reach out to me. Email me at gaurav at getjob.com, you know, or look up to me uh, on LinkedIn and reach out to me there. Either or is fine. I'm very approachable. Um, happy to help. Happy to give uh, my two cents on anything that I can help with. Thank you. Thank you, Gaurav. I will make sure to include your website, your email and LinkedIn. Uh, with the show notes. And uh, as we end this, I want to wish you all the best for everything that lies ahead for you and like both in your business and also in your personal life. Thank you, Sumit. And wishing you the best in 2023. Hopefully you have your uh, personal and professional OKRs all lined up for the next year. Yes, everything is lined up. 2023 is my best year ever. So I'm already, like it's it's uh, already been there, been in the plans. Thank you, Gaurav. Thank you. Thank you, Sumit. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast. And I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction. Not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you to help you see your own light to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. 
If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality. And I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.